This video contains gratuitous use of profanity and uncomfortable pauses to compensate for lack of professionalism and original thought. Viewer discretion advised. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode, or should I say part two of our uh, end of the year wrap up of 2020, even though we're like, um, at the time of this recording, we're 11 days in 2021, but who cares? Uh, screw time theory. I'm your host, Matt from Mac Wing Reviews, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Christian, aka Ms. Flamingo, so to home, Christian. Hey, everybody. And we are joined here once again by our boy, the DVD Blu-ray master himself. He cosplays Iron Man on his Instagram. Rob, aka Big Knack. Oh, thank you for that awesome answer. How are you guys doing? Hello, everybody. You're back. You're back, man. You're back. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for having me again. Well, yeah, we're excited to talk to you today about our top 10 worst movies of 2020. So uh, this is going to be a bit controversial for everybody. So think so i think most yeah. of us have seen some form at least one bad movie of hot garbage yes i mean i shouldn't say this year but last year but before mm-hmm. we get into that i need to make a statement in regards yeah. to last week's episode in the top 10 list so i put number six as the devil all the time and i recently saw pieces of a woman and oh my goodness i loved that movie so now if you guys are going to go to my Instagram and you see my top 20 movies of 2020, I made it a tie because Netflix did it. You know, being Netflix releases with Devil All the Time and Pieces of a Woman are now my number six. So I yeah. made a slight change. Wow, retconning. What are you, CD Project Red? Maybe. <laughs> but that's, yeah. your new, that's your new pick for number six? It's not my new pick because I made it a tie. A tie, okay. So, like, I didn't change it because I loved both films so much that I'm like, I call this the Netflix pick. What's funny enough is that a lot of my movies for the top 10 worst films of the list are, are, I think there's, like, only one Netflix film on here. Minor majority of Netflix films. Well, Netflix... I well, I did forget one, but I was like, you know what? And there's another one that was worse. So, how we're going to do this is going to be the same as last time for best films of the year is going to rob's going to go first with his 10 through 8 and then christian 10 through 8 and then me 10 through 8 and we're going to do that for until we get to number one which number one will be our big grandiose or should i say badios <laughs> so uh, if we're ready to get started rob you want to go ahead and get us started with number 10 on your worst list this is gonna uh, this is gonna probably hurt but uh i'm gonna just don't throw rocks at me or stones, okay? Um, good. Number 10 is going to be uh, Wonder Woman 1984. <gasps> Diana, your time will come and everything will be different. One day, when you're ready, you'll become a legend. 
1984 in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max. Ready PG-13. Yeah. See, we're I in know. that group. Mac and I are in that group where we look like kind of liked it. Well, well honestly, Rob, in your defense, that almost made number ten on my list too. So okay, I don't feel too. Bad. Yeah, it was okay. almost Just, made number ten. I'm here in the corner of saying, yeah, I really like Wonder Woman 1984. I'm like the lone survivor of it, except for like me and like one other Twitter account. I think not Twitter account, Instagram account. It also right. gave it a high score, so I, I will defend that score that I gave it of an A minus, and I will continue to love it. <laughs> For what I've seen this uh, from 2020, and uh, what I gathered up, uh, all my films, you know, according to my judge, you know, according to me, yeah, I just it was hard. I was, I was just thinking and thinking the other night, and I go, oh boy, I go. It just it just kind of missed the mark. Uh, uh, it it had more, like I said again, has more good points, bad ones. Uh, it just kind of missed the mark for me a little bit. What did you think of uh, Patty Jenkins directing for it? Did you think she uh, had something wrong to do with the script because she was one of the writers for the script? And um, do you think that played into it? And or do Maybe. you think Gal Gadot did something? Like, what was one of the biggest flaws that you had with it? Was it the pacing? Was it the, pa- the CGI? Yeah, it was like a comp- uh Well, I think the the mostly the directing and the probably probably the screenplay. It was it okay. just it just kind of like it just went all over the place for me. Um, especially especially the um, I I don't I, uh. Everybody was excellent. The the problem is we just kind of have to tighten it up a little bit. Maybe have one main villain, maybe. Okay. And yeah, the Steve Trevor thing uh, that was it was kind of weird for me. For me, I mean, I, I love I love Steve Trevor stuff though. I thought that fit it. I, I love I love Chris Pine. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he was there. Were the chemistry was a lot better in the first one for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we love Chris Pine. I'll give him that. But it it was just so weird, like going into another. I, I wish they didn't do the body swapping or the body swapping thing. For yeah, me. that was it, that, that was just like it, it was kind of like I don't know. It's just so weird. For it was me. a cop out. Then, then you realize. Well, so uh, in, does anyone miss this guy? You know, he's been gone for a few days with with, with Wonder Woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, it's movie logic, so he doesn't have anyone, so it's fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it that. But, but uh, I, I loved uh, as Matt Florida. That was one of the highlights of the movie. I thought he just he just he just brought it to the table, and yeah, this was a hard uh, to place on the top ten on the worst list. And, oh, it 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 broke my heart. So, uh, oh. I love Gal Gadot. Well, we're looking. We're looking forward. I'm looking forward to the three, the third. Uh, maybe uh, they'll uh, redeem themselves. I hope. Maybe if Patty Jenkins is a writer, it'll be fine. Yeah, maybe she should. Yeah, I don't know what happened. She wrote. I, I believe she wrote Monster too. Yeah, she, yeah, she wrote uh, Monster. She did. I th- I think that's her strongest uh, body of work for me. I I I I'll label. Uh, I know she did some TV, but the. Uh, I'll, I'll put Monster, Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman '84. Okay. For, you know, her body of work, but no, she has a very talented 
really talented director and writer. Just some sometimes like it's real hard to tackle on these uh, superhero uh, tropes and everything. So yeah, and with her, what she did with this, I'm kind of scared what she does for the new Star Wars, her Star Wars yeah. movie. Yeah, not everybody has to be like the, the Russo there. brothers, but right. But anyway, what's your number nine? Number nine, it's gonna be Birds of Prey. Ladies. If you want boys to respect you, you have to show them that you're serious. Blow something up. Hit someone. Nothing gets a guy's attention like violence. Oh, I love this chick. She's got rage issues. I don't have rage issues! Birds of Prey. Rated R. Experience in IMAX. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, Rob. Yes. Sorry, AJ. Chat's coming in at some point. Sorry, oh, AJ. Reaction. I know that's your that's your favorite DC film of like uh, last year, but that movie sucked ass. It really, it, it really yes. did. It did. That Birds of Prey was. A, I'm Rob. <laughs> why'd you put it number nine before I get into my rant? What's that? Why? Why? Why'd you put it at number nine? Well. I felt that was a good spot. Uh, I, I thought the others on my list are more coveted, so I, it wasn't a like, uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't a bad. I, I didn't. I didn't think it was that bad, but it just missed the mark for me to just like Wonder Woman eighty four did. It I, that movie. I think uh, Ewan McGregor as yeah. the as the villain there. He he took it over the top. I thought it looks like he had a lot of fun with the role and. Looks like the villains are in in DC are having the time of their lives with their roles and yeah, Ronald Robbie was good too and and the I, I like that I like that the breakfast sandwich scene that's probably the best scene of the film. I think that was the scene I enjoyed most. I think the ending felt like a disappointment because you know yeah. I watched it. Uh, you were just, it was like how Suicide Squad was, where you were just getting introduced to all these right. characters the and they didn't come together. Too. Until the very end, and I was just like, "Wait, this is just all like an origins like story of coming together. This is not like what it was like. I don't think it was intended to be." And I just didn't think it held up to its, you know, what it should be. But I do like some cinematography shots. Some it's shot very well. I will say that there's some really good performances. Like Margot Robbie's really good as Harley Quinn. I will yeah, say, yeah, it's always. And then uh, I just felt like it lacked in some in some sense. Something was also missing, you know. Try to be Deadpool of the DC. He's like, look, we're That's rated R. Square. That's a good way to put it. And, and it's they like, were, remember they made that change. Yeah, as Rob know? said, the title the title is misleading because it's like Birds of Prey and a fantastic emancipation of one. Harvey Quinn, and then when you watch the movie, the Birds of Prey are only in there for like the last scene. So they're like, oh, we gotta change the name because we're not getting. Yeah. Money. So I was like, well, wow. If it's, uh, a, if it's any, any consolation, it has an awesome steelbook. <laughs> <laughs> Good action too, because the people who did John Wick did it, I think. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Wow. When I found that out, I was like, okay, maybe I can't hate it as much, but yeah, the movie was just. My biggest issue is that it was just too tryhardy. It was like, look how cool and edgy we are. Oh yeah, we're seeing girl hot topic. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they had the uh, you know, the pop songs again. Oh my god, yeah. And uh, then I hated the girl 
Yeah, and I hated the girl who played Cassie Kang. I'm like, please never do this again. Oh yeah. The the one the one girl, I forgot who her name was. Is it Journey Smollett? Yes. She was the one I enjoyed most. Yeah, she was good. I liked her. I said I wouldn't mind seeing her like uh Canary in another film. Her her and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead character. So those are the like the two best characters. Good, I think I like the Mary Elizabeth Winstead more in uh whatchamacallit, Sky High than in this movie. But anyways. What's your number eight, Rob? All right, number eight. It's going to be, uh, well, uh, Gemini Man. Who are you? He's your clone. What the hell is all of this? My orders are to kill you. Because I'm the best. You are obviously not the best. Gemini Man, rated PG-13. Wait, that came out in 2019, didn't it? Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did it? Yeah. It Oh, you don't know anymore. But screw it anyway. It's, you know what? You just screw it. Why is Gemini uh, Man on your list? I, I thought I thought the pacing was a little bit off, and the CGI was uh, it was kind of strange. Uh, some scenes it did like especially when you see the younger. Oh um, yeah. Will Smith yeah, at yeah. Toward, like in the daylight, maybe get toward the final scenes of the movie. The action scenes were great, but I. It's another. It just the pacing was a little bit off for me, but it, it's an excellent looking movie. I thought shot shot well, but it just wasn't executed uh, uh, well. And so, you know, Ang Lee is like you know, kind of known for that. I think you know he he shoots the films well, but co- you know the content is you know you know not there. I feel like a lot yeah. of his work has been going downhill. Down I mean, it's quite impressive, like his resume to begin with. I mean, he's directed some pretty outstanding movies, like um, one of them being like Brokeback Mountain, which is an excellent right. film. And then, it's you know, like... the last time, you know, he won an Oscar was back in 2012 was for Life of Pi. Right. And then did that movie with Billy Lynn's long halftime walk where it was like controversial because of the release. Do you guys remember that? Where it was like not formatted for the right theaters. Oh, uh, Gemini man. Oh yeah. 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 I heard about Yeah. The, so now the, like you know, the, fr- the frame rate. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Well, it was like uncanny at some moments. Yeah. I was, I remember I was watching, uh, you know, I, I had no intentions of seeing it. I just didn't have an interest in it. And I remember I was watching, was it Your Movie Sucks? His review of it. And he did like a, a spoiler review. And mm-hmm. it was like, you guys, we, we can reveal this is true. Because, you know, these are bad movies. We don't want you to see them. But uh, the part where you, I found out there was a third Will Smith. <laughs> oh. like, I was like, what the heck? I was like, this is like. Like, you know, the princess switch, like, now. And, um, you know, where the, you know, there's three Vanessa Hudgens. And now, oh, you yeah. know, in Gemini, and there's, like, three Will Smiths. Jesus Christ. How was the, uh, like, the the score to it? Because I forgot who did the scoring to it. It's boring. Because it was by, uh, whatchamacallit, Lorian Bass, who's, like, it... worked with, like, Hans Zimmer and stuff, like, I think has worked oh, with Hans really? Zimmer. I think. But he did like the Ghost in the Shell score. It was eh, for twenty fourteen and the Florida Project. Like he's done a lot of stuff. So, but yeah, that's all. I just wanted. I was wondering. 
Yeah. Yeah, it came out October uh, 2019. My bad for that. Okay. I think the rest are okay here. But... <laughs> so Christian, hope... Christian, what's your number 10? All right. Let me start off by saying this. Movies are hard to make. I appreciate filmmakers. Sure. They take time. Yeah. They take a lot of work. You need money. You need talent. You need food. You need producers. You need everybody involved. But most of these films are on my list are kind of lazy. And they miss the mark on many, many levels. So kicking off my list at number 10 is called Infamous. Have you guys heard of this? You're in luck. I'm a touch of a I created a new account. 3,000 followers. Why would you post that? Something like this could make us famous. No, okay. I have not. Starring Bella Thorne and Jake Manley. And that's Amber probably why. <laughs> oh, wait. That's, oh, wait. Isn't that the one where like they're like a fake-ass Bonnie and Clyde? Yep, the modern-day digital-age Bonnie and Clyde who record oh. their robberies over the internet and make their way across the South. And they post, like I said, they post their robberies. So I'm just thinking, these are criminals on the run, and they're robbing from so many places. you think the cops would somehow get be able to figure out where they're going based yeah. on where they're posting the content you know yeah. Boy, like there's a lot yourself. of stuff that like you know like a lot of people i feel like in the fbi field and so and security training and like you know all that stuff they could mm. crack down this couple this couple and arrest them easily but nope where they they are on the run like on the run and both of them are really, really dumb, and they both come from, like, really bad families, and they both find each other. They're like, we need to run away together. And Bella's like, Bella Thorne's like, I want to be famous, and uh, people are going to oh. know me, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was just, just so dumb, and, you know, this is, like, the wrong way to be famous. It's like, you know, those stupid, like, you know, Instagram stars who do like dumb stunts like this mm-hmm. just to get attention and it's it's just awful and I think Bella was also one of the producers of it. Oh god, just no wonder how you get me was she was also remember the producer of that man where we reviewed that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So it's ridiculous, it's way too over the top and I just am like, wow. This sounds is... like sounds like a wannabe natural bone killers or something, doesn't it? Think like Bonnie and Clyde, but oh, worse. Bonnie. And they and they're and they're killing people in the movie too, right? They don't really kill people. Like they make threats that like they're gonna kill. Like they're the actual killing. I would say doesn't stop towards the end, like the final act where there's like this whole like battle that goes on. Oh, and. God. There's this thing that happens. What really bugged me was that Amber Riley in the film, she meets up with them and she's like, oh, I know who you guys are. I, she, and her whole scene is like, oh, I'm such big fans of you. And they always constantly watched her. 
and always had a gun on her because they take her for kidnap and like they hold her hostage at one point and she actually she has to drive them some i forgot where some part of the borderland to get into another country being hunted down so what they do so bad for this character so bad for amber riley being in this movie so they take her car and they leave her stranded and she was like She's like, can I get a photo with you before you leave? Like, she says it in the most monotone way. She's like, can I get a photo of you guys? So she, Bella Thorne just takes a proud selfie with her. And she sees Jesse Amber and I like, yeah, I'm smiling. So it, it was so, so dumb. Like, I, I couldn't stand it. Like, I said in my review that about, uh, mainly in Thorne's relationship in the film seems like a Tumblr style, but it's toxic behavior. So Tumblr style. Pretty much. I'm sure if you go on Tumblr, you'll see a whole bunch of like, you know, kissing with Jake Manley and Bella Thorne. So. Sounds like a uh, good idea for Quibi or something. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm sure this would have been a Quibi release, but uh, no, it was an actual theatrical not theatrical but it was released in like on demand and you know streaming platforms and i watched it on hulu and i was like dang this is not good but anyway going on to my first netflix pick and this is the film we all got to review together on the show in honor of halloween and that is the one and only hubie halloween we are an mystery here. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Danger is afoot. So did you lose your thermos? That'll never happen. Anyway. I got four people missing. I'm gonna make sure every citizen is safe and protected. That's on fire! How'd you mace me? You'll be Halloween. Played at PG-13. You know, that was a typical Adam Sandler film and, you know, where he brings on pretty much, you know, his, you know, his crew, his posse of, you know, Kevin James and Maya Rudolph and, you know, Shaq, Tim Meadows and, you know, poop and fart jokes, you know, Happy Madison all over again. And, you know, Adam Sandler doing a bad, you know, SNL impression skit. Like, you know, this all seemed like an SNL skit that went on way too long. Just like even thinking about it. I don't even know if I remember saying that in the review. But, yeah, I did not like QB Halloween. It was just a absolute mess that felt like events happening. Do you guys remember watching that together? I remember that. <laughs> No. I tried to forget that movie. <laughs> it was so stupid. I hated it. I really hated it. Well, that was like, now you can say Adam Sandler has taken on all kinds of major holidays because he's done Christmas, he's done Halloween. Yeah. All he do next is Easter, maybe Fourth of July. Did Grown Ups take place during Fourth of July? Like the second I one, I think. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It was in the summer. Think- yeah, like that. Well, they both films are set during the summer. I think that's why. But uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, that he's to cover Easter, but I know he's Jewish, so maybe like Passover. 
Sure, yeah. he did a Jewish movie. It's called um, Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, but like for Easter, for spring. Come back. Yeah, I, I don't think he could do an Easter movie. <laughs> or Thanksgiving. He can be part of Thanksgiving, Mac. No. Yeah. Boy, his career is really going Sad. downhill. He's going, he's down bad. It's going to be interesting, I will say, once something comes up again. Once I don't know if we'll ever get an uncut gems again. No. That was phenomenal, and he deserved that. And now he's like, now to you know, give get back at everybody. I'm gonna make more Happy Madison productions. And speaking of Happy Madison, my list continues going on that list. This is a film I didn't review on my Instagram, so because I thought this was a throwaway bad comedy. Do you guys remember seeing or maybe potentially? checking out earlier this past year called not say past year last year called the wrong missy this is the real shark tank you and me let's go you need to go put that in my mouth man. yeah goes right in your mouth didn't that oh, is this supposed to be 20 oh wait nah is that what david spade yes it is i didn't watch it yes yeah, rob I didn't, watch it um no i didn't did not i missed that one yeah, yeah, it was a, like I said, a throwaway comedy. Like, the one thing that really, like, surprised me is how David Spade looked in this movie. You know, he has the typical, like, you know, stash that he has in his long hair, that, you know, where he looks like Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, you know, gosh. You know, his signature style. But here, it's cut short. He's, like, stereotypical white man. Like, I can't find a girl that likes me. And all of a sudden, he thought he meets the girl of his dreams at an airport because the guy is also divorced. And it turns out, you know, she could be the love of his life. They changed numbers. And it turns out he got the wrong number of the wrong girl because he at the beginning of the movie, he went on this other date with a girl named Missy, played by Lauren Lapkus. And oh, my God. Her performance is so humiliating. I cringe. This was probably the worst comedic performance I've seen in 2020. It was wow. awful. She does this impression where she like takes like I think like leaves and petals. She puts them over her eyes and she's like I'm down, down. and she has this crazy strange voice and it's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> You know, physical humor, which also happens in typical Adam Sandler things. And I don't know how she, like, lives, because there's, at least there's this one part. They showed it in the trailer. You know, she falls off a cliff constantly, and she, like, hits her head, and I don't even know how she survives. So, and there's all these running gags, like, oh, I'm, like, like she's, like, certified to do all these things. Like, I'm a certified psychologist. I'm a marriage counselor. I'm, I'm certified to do this. I'm certified to do that. And it was, like, just all sorts of dumb, you know, stuff. But I was looking on here on Rotten Tomatoes because I was like, let me see what everybody else was saying. And, um, you know, Martin Thomas from Double Toasted? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the hat. Huh? Yes. Yeah, says, I, like that I will guy. never watch this again. I'd be on furious if this ever came across my screen again. I was like, "Yep, I feel you, man." Uh, right, so it's pretty much you know this is the this is a discount version of the Heartbreak Kid. Long story short, kind of, yeah. 
Well, yeah, but, just kind of, uh, but just with a phone number. You know, what's wrong with these guys? You you, you got awesome talent. David Spade, I, I mean, it, it looks like they hit their peak in the 90s, in the early yeah. 2000s, and, and just... That's what happens when, you know, you go from SNL, and then you start to have a promising career, and then it goes way off the show, like, way off, because you do one too many bad uh, comedies that just don't work and don't really right. do anything. Oh, and also, I should say, you know, Vanilla Ice is also in that movie. Oh, well, he needs to get some checks anyway, so that's he does. that. <laughs> so, my number 10 for my worst All right. movies. I got Scoob. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Join me. No thanks, dastardly. Oh, please. My friends call me Dick. Okay. Rick. Dick with a D. Rick with a D. Duh, duh, duh. Dick. Well, well, well. Rick. Dick! Scoob. Only in theaters. With the S-C-O-O-B exclamation point. Oh, okay. Scoob. So I know Kristen said she did not like this movie, so I was like, let me give it a shot. Then they added it on HBO Max, and like I think for a while it was the number one movie on HBO Max for like two months. Really? You know, I couldn't even watch really? it. Really? Really? I, I watched 15 minutes of it, and I just... <laughs> it's not it's not the, uh, the Scooby-Doo I remember. I, I, it just... It looks so artificial. It's like... Imagine you take the original animated Scooby-Doo series, and you give it a nice, sleek CGI style, and you mm-hmm. take out all the charm out of it. And another problem is that, like, okay, you're making a the first theatrical Scooby-Doo movie in, like, 16 right. years. The last one was Monsters Unleashed, which was the best Scooby-Doo movie, in my opinion. And, like, you think... So, for the past couple of years, we've had, like, the mainstay animated voice crew. You know, you got Matthew Lillard or Shaggy. Um, I think Frank Welker still does Scooby. And... Uh, no, he doesn't do Scooby on the animated... No, no, he does. He does. Uh, Gray, Gray Griffin, Gray Delisle, she does uh, Daphne. And, like, everyone, they... They should have gotten them to be in this movie, but no, they just thought we need to get big names. So let's get um, Will Forte, Zach Efron, Amanda Seyfried, and Gina Rodriguez. And I was like, that's another thing. I was so confused. Like, if is Velma supposed to be white or is she like Latina in this movie? And then remember she, we talked about how she was Asian in the other. Yeah, know? it's like because it's Linda Cardellini played her in the live action one. And it's like no one can decide nowadays what nationality no. Velma is. Because like that's I'm, what everybody I'm, cares about nowadays. They don't still care anything about Velma's story. I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. You're right. Yeah. I'm watching. I'm like, okay, it's Gina Rodriguez, and I think she like she has like that Latin like that that like accent to her, and like she does like say some of the like she's like she says something I'm like oh. So Velma's Spanish now? Okay, I guess she's just like I don't know. The voices weren't okay. Then I thought Mark Wahlberg as Blue as uh, so Captain Falcon was kind of disappointing. I thought he was gonna be a bigger role in the movie. He wasn't, and I don't know. It was just it was just a very like we're gonna set up for our own because I know Hanna Barbera they're gonna do their own cinematic universe and Scoob was supposed to t- kick off. And I'm like I don't know. Oh gosh, like, they got Mark Mark Wahlberg doing the voice too, huh? <laughs> yeah. Freaking, oh, and then geez. they got Captain Captain Caveman's in this movie, voiced by Tracy. Trace, oh, I Trace heard about Morgan. that. And it's like we're gonna set up all these other characters. Oh. I'm like, do I really want to see it? But funniest part like, of this movie. 
Go ahead. Dark, sounds like the Dark Universe. Remember that with, the, with Tom Cruise? The Mummy. <laughs> but obviously, this is the Mummy is superior to this movie. So you know, come on. So yeah, I didn't. I was gonna add Scoob to my list, but I let it slide because it's not terrible. It's not terrible because I've I had other films that like I'm gonna still continue on this list that were far worse from Scooby, and I ranked Scoob much higher. I'm not much higher. I gave it. I think I gave it like a D. And oh, you mean D, D like D, Dick Dastardly, or yeah. Rick? I did like that line. I'm not gonna lie. I liked it. I thought it was. That's stupid. the funniest part in the movie. He's like Rick with a D. Da da da. Dick. Ra ra ra. Rick. Oh. Dick. That part was really funny. That's like the only part me and my and my sister, her boyfriend, and my boyfriend only laughed at. Otherwise, we just like looked at each other like, "Well, this is happening." Yeah, and, and, and it opened up in California on Venice Beach, but you know what? I, it doesn't look that clean, though. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Coming in high with those hot takes. Um, California cleanup. My number um, nine will be Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. You're the first dead soldier we've managed to bring back. Are you saying you brought me back to life? The technology in your veins not only make you stronger, but they'll repair you instantly. Welcome to your future. You're like a knight in shining armor. Except for you don't wear any armor. Bloodshot. Oh, gosh, I didn't even see that. I, I saw that. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That Vin Diesel needs to stop making these, like, other yeah. comic movies. Focus on the Riddick movies. I want more Riddick, first of all. Second of all, like, this movie was so boring. I did not like it. <laughs> it was like, I like the action. It was cool. But Vin Diesel's acting is so stoic and wooden. I've never seen him show emotion, except right. like oh. an artificial tear in Furious 7, and when he was in Saving yeah. Private Ryan, when he got shot. He's like, it's for my dad. I don't know what happened to this movie. It had a great cast, too. Guy Pierce in there. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lisa, uh, I think Gonzalez is her name. Elias yeah. Gonzalez, yeah. From uh, Baby Driver and uh, yes. I think from Just Till Dawn, the TV series, too. Mm-hmm. I just, this movie was just so, I'm like, yo, like, and then the trailer, I was like, okay, maybe this trailer is misleading because I know, what song did they keep, they kept playing in the trailer when he kept waking up? And he's like, oh, oh I forgot. Yeah. yeah. It was like a, was it like a Johnny Cash or something? I think so. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even remember the trailer, honestly. <laughs> and uh, like, I, you know, you know what? I wouldn't be waking up to that song either. I don't <laughs> <laughs> They were setting up for like, because I think he's like, I want to do more Bloodshot movies. Like, why does Vin Diesel always want to do like these obscure characters? Like, apparently I know Bloodshot's supposed to be this popular variant comic uh, figure. But I'm just like, that's not a good first impression at no. all. Stick to Riddick. Yeah, Riddick I, I agree. Not 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 triple X anymore. Actually, I want more triple H uh, triple H. Triple X too. Oh god. Remember that he last tried to do well. some remember he tried to do something with the last witch hunter? Shh. Ah! That was that was I forgot all about that movie. I just thought about it now. Uh, and my number eight is gonna go coincide with Rob because that movie is one number lower than what it was on as Birds of Prey. Because well, Birds, the audience. 
Birth to Prey is not on my list, so. <laughs> because Birth to Prey, I thought, I'm like, man, people who say Wonder Woman 1984 is the worst DC movie, like, this year, they clearly didn't, don't remember Birth to Prey. Because I remember I went to the theater, and I'm like, I have zero expectations of this movie. The trailers are cringy. It was too in my face saying it it had like, I don't want to get political on this show or say that this movie had an agenda, but this movie might have had an agenda and it wasn't subtle about it at all. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it was just like, you know, you can have a message. You don't, you can put like a little bit of politics in your movie, but there's a thing called subtlety that I think that's a lost art nowadays. Cause like, I noticed in this movie when me and Jason talked about it months ago, it was like every male character in this movie was treated as a douchebag. Only like one person was like, hey, you're pretty cool. But everyone else was like wickedly evil. And all the women were like, yeah, we're just trying to. It was like Black Christmas all over again, 2019. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Then I get you. Action was, action was good. Story was boring. Uh, acting. Cassie Kane was the worst. Rosie Perez. Was she so was obnoxious. I hated her character so much. She just the, she was the one who caused all the trouble. Yes, she did. Right. Oh yeah. And then like I don't know. And then the ending, like you said, it was just very just setting. They they fell into the trap what their earlier movies were doing, like just trying to set up a world. And it's just like no. Mm-hmm. And now thank God they said they're not doing another one because it failed miserably at the box office. It made no money. Oh, it barely made money. I think it barely made back its budget, actually. <sighs> and then they blamed everybody and saying, like, oh, because it had fe- it was female superheroes. No, oh, because it, nobody was interested, right? The funny thing is, is that I remember when this movie came out, and it was coming out, like, right before the Sonic movie. There was a massive Twitter campaign to, like, bash Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. And, oh, wow. like, it was like, man, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is a racist cop joke. So I'm going to take my kids to go see Birds of Prey, which is funny because, A, at the time, Sonic the Hedgehog didn't even come out, and, B, Birds of Prey is rated R. So why are you taking your kids to a rated R superhero movie and not a kid's movie that's, that's uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? Mm-hmm. The logic, people, logic. Yeah. It, it was something else, I will say, Birds of Prey, but um, definitely, in my sense, not the worst, but it had it was disappointing, and I see... And some scenes where some audiences found it fun and entertaining, but it was just you know. It's pretty cringe. Rob, what's your number seven? Oh, mine. Uh, this it's kind of hard. For, uh, well, I I kind of liked it, but we're we're gonna have to put it up there in the top ten. A Call of the of the Wild with Harrison Ford. Oh wow! I saw that a lot of people's like best movies of the year. As I was walking. A ribbon of highway I saw above me An endless skyway I saw below me Beyond all maps Where no one's been This land was made for you and me There is a place we could be free I saw it on one person's Okay. But otherwise, uh, Call the Wild. Go ahead. Uh, uh, it was. I like I like Harrison Ford, but that sometimes that's I don't know why the dog was CGI. That, that it was? was kind of yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Come it's on, a little guys. it's a little problematic. Some scenes, you know what I mean? 
It looks kind of strange. It's not real dog then, but I understand why they didn't because uh, from what it looked like from some of the scenes that I saw in the trailer, it looked like the dog was going to have to be in certain situations where it was not yeah. trained. So. Yeah, I could get I could get at some scenes you could do that, but the whole thing was like CGI, the whole dog. That's probably where the most of the budget probably came. Uh, no, well, I went to Harrison Ford. Definitely. Yeah, yeah and but uh, Harrison, yeah, Harrison Ford was excellent as usual, but yeah, it just didn't, yeah, it just didn't cut it for me. This also came like, out around the uh, same time as uh, Birds of Prey too. Yeah. Right and around it's also February. Based on, I, yeah, on a, yeah, on a novel. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's based on a novel. I didn't read it. I did I read it? No, I did not read it when I, I was Jack I, London. I think it's by Jack London, I believe. And it's the movie's been done before. Yeah, because uh, I Two think times. my maybe my it was my sister who Mandy read it for and when she was like younger and in school maybe, but um. I don't know if it was going to be adapted well, but I was really curious because I do, do love a good dog story. <laughs> good dog. Whenever there is a dog scene and it makes me cry and I'm like, the doggy. What's, what's funny is that how come a dog's purpose did the dog story better than Call of the Wild? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that dog's purpose. What's uh, the other that there's a, the other one too that Bryce Dallas Howard was also the voice of too. The second movie, there was a sequel, right? Yeah, or like a no, it was a spinoff because there's two Dog Purpose films. Oh. <laughs> so I forgot what that one was called, but I'm curious. But that also came out, I think, like two years ago or something like that. So like 2018, right. 2019. Yeah, but Call of the Wild. Uh, oh, a Dog's Way Home. Oh, do- oh, okay. So, is that the one with Dennis Quaid? No, no that's he was, he the was other a dog's one. purpose. Oh, I'm confused. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> Too many dogs. You can never have enough dogs. That's yeah, what I'm, I'm a cat person. Rob, what's your number six? It's going to be uh, Vin Diesel's uh, Bloodshot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I-, I really wanted to like the movie. I was kind of excited about it. Uh, God, I remember I went. To, that, that's when at, that's the last movie before uh, that we shut down. I think. Oh wow, that that sucks. I saw right in March, right March thirteenth. I remember that night. And, uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I I have the A list, AMC A list. So you know, no, you know, so it's part of my plan. So I saw it in Dolby uh, in the Dolby Cinema. Yeah, excellent sound presentation visually, but. Oh boy, I wanted to like this movie so much, but uh, it just didn't. Yeah, you know, Mac, it just didn't cut it. Oh, uh, uh, I I feel bad. That was the last movie you saw. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you were comfortable with the surround sound. It was yeah, it was great. This is geez, that movie was god is. What's the what? next character you think that Vin Diesel will try to adapt next? You know what? What if he's going to be the thing in the Fantastic Four movie that they're doing? He's going to be Groot and the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, Lord. He'll be doing two characters. So I'm from Diesel. I win again. Family. <laughs> seems like every time he doesn't do a Fast and Furious movie, they, these movies fail. You notice that? He's got to be. Yeah. Except for Guardians. 
or so, more, yeah. so okay. you do fine. But yeah, otherwise, are, anything yeah. outside of that, it's just not good. He likes let's to come back. back to, he likes to come back. back to pacifier. Oh, the... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was good, that. actually. Yeah, that's, that's like, I thought it was bad, and I watched it. Like, this is actually entertaining. It's not the greatest movie, but it's, it's entertaining. But anyways. All right. Oh, man. What's your number uh, five? Oh, number wait, five. no. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. What? Not number five. Did you say, uh, oh, yeah, your number five is right. Never mind. I yeah. was doing it wrong. I guess that's okay. wrong. Okay. Okay, this is, uh, we're going to go into a, a Netflix uh, movie, The Lovebirds. Give you lovebirds a choice. What's behind this door? Or bacon grease to the face? I don't want grease on my face. Is it gonna shit on me? Oh, take the grease. Free up, my love. With Camille oh. from Johnny. And <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Lisa Ray. Uh, it, it's just I wanted a lot. Great cast, but uh, it just didn't work. It's uh, was it boring? Was I couldn't think. What did you have a problem liking Kanal Nanjiani and Issa Rae? Because I didn't think they were right for each other. Because I thought their comedy was bland. Some parts are funny. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. It, so. it it was just it's it just the writing the way it was executed. It it could it could have been better. a lot better a lot better. Do you think yeah, that was that? It, do you think that since it came out on streaming, it wasn't like as bad as it could have been if it came out like in theaters that you felt like you were wasting your money if you saw it in theaters? Probably. I would have been probably more upset if I saw it in theaters probably. <laughs> yeah, honestly. You know, it's perfect for speed streaming but it, it, it just, it, it was like, it's it's like eating a bag of like chips with no flavor, you know, just Oh, you're just eating potatoes. That's a good way to put it. I would agree to that. Yeah, it, it had potential too. Had potential. It could have. Oh, I like to see them reteam on something else. Maybe, maybe you know not as a good way. Was that? Oh, go ahead. Go maybe ahead. Not go ahead. A, maybe not as a couple. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe it can be a couple too. But yeah, it's just going to be maybe a, a better, a better script. Maybe they're, they're really talented. Those two, they're very talented. Maybe it would have been better if they just were friends in the beginning, and then that would happen. Yeah, that would happen. They ended up getting together at the end. Do you know what the whole movie is like? It uh, felt like uh, I don't. Um, I, I didn't see it, but I know. I kind of know what happens with it. But you could probably agree to this, Rob. But uh, it remind me of the 2010 movie with Tina Fey and Steve Carell, Date Night. But oh just yeah, yeah. Ten years, you know, too late. You know, you know. I mean, Date Night was also an okay movie. Like I don't really remember that movie as much, but. Uh, I don't even remember watching like the Lovebirds. It kind of, was kind of forgettable. I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I was kind of like, and kind it of dragged cool, in some scenes. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I forgot even what the whole point of the film was. Because I'm sitting here now and I'm thinking way. about it, and it's like, why was this person involved? Why did they go to the you know the friend's house? Remember they went to the friend's house for dinner to change or something like that? I didn't get that either. It just yeah, like, kind of went stuff up. like that. Like it just you know it all it like flowed, but it just it, it wasn't all it all didn't feel you know have that proper smooth comedy style. It just felt like you know 
they were funny friends that you had and you know they were going through something stupid i thought yeah. Cam- camille uh camille was better in stuber than than this movie yeah honestly, i watched stuber this year, uh, year. <laughs> that was, <laughs> was, was like, kind of funny yeah yeah i'm like you're good in this like what happened he's hit or miss sometimes well we have to see how he's gonna be in uh whatchamacallit uh, internals. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boy, he he's kinda, gonna be the boy, he beefed up. He kind of oh, beefed yeah. up in the role. Very beefed up. So, I mean, I'm not also a huge Canal Nine Gianni fan. I mean, I I still have yet to see the Big Sick. So um, I've seen that either. So, I think he's a very likable person, but I just haven't seen anything that has drawn my attention to him. But, All right, Christian, now it is your turn. <sighs> this one, my number seven. How do you guys feel about Ed Helms? He is, uh, was he, he in The Hangover? Yeah. Yes. He's like Zach Galifianakis. It's like he's trying to recapture that quirkiness of like, oh, look at my comedy. And it's like, yeah. Well, in 2020, he starred oh. in the next Netflix film called Coffee and Kareem. When my mom dated this one guy, we became BFFs. You were BFFs with a grown-ass man? There's literally documentaries on Netflix about why that's so sick and fucked up. I think that's a different... You expect us to be BF... Fuck out of my face, man. Uh, good talk. Oh, yeah, you've talked about this multiple times. Like, oh, I was like, I never watched it, but you said it was terrible. Oh, this movie was so unfunny. It has the most annoying kid I have ever seen written for a film. I was so annoyed. His name, I, I, I don't mean to trash on the kid. I don't want to hurt this kid's feelings because he tries. Mm-hmm. But it, his character is so obnoxious that it's impossible to even like him. His name, the actor's name is Terrence Little Garden High. I'm probably messed up the last name, but it was so dumb. It's basically, I'm going to tell you guys the plot. 12-year-old Kareem Manning hires a a criminal to scare his mom's new boyfriend, police officer James Coffey. But it backfires, forcing Coffey into Kareem to team up in order to save themselves from from Detroit's most ruthless drug kingpin. And oh my gosh, this madness that goes <laughs> ensues. It's like, you know, the odd couple, good cop, bad cop scenario scenes. Like Ed Helms is the white, you know, night savior. Like, oh, I should do it this way. And Kareem's like, no, we got to do it this. And we got to shoot this guy. You know, he tries to be bad ass. Uh-huh. I shouldn't say that. But like, he tries to be like, you know, this one shot, you know, gangster. And right. his mother's like, you know, you can't be a gangster because that's not right. You know, but all my life I wanted to be a gangster. Yeah, Charlie J. Henson is also like that. Like, I don't know. Remember if it was like a gangster, but he wanted to, you know, or like I don't know if it was like you know to be a rapper and stuff. There's right. like a lot of bombs. Just I bet it was all felt like an irritating watch. Probably a lot, probably a lot of F-bombs from the kid, probably too, huh? Oh yeah, they were coming out of this kid. I would be like, I would if that was my kid, I would have taken his cell phone away. I would have locked him in his room and say, "You're going in your timeout corner." Or how uh-huh. much he, the shenanigans he put up. 
he first of all he hired a criminal to take down his mom's boyfriend who she liked and she didn't like him because he the kid didn't like him because he was like white so i was just like just let your mom be happy my goodness she's happy get along with this guy and they have to bond over so quickly and that they don't have genuine chemistry it's all lazy and it's not great it's not great at all and you know Taraji P Henson's in the movie too. Right, which right. They didn't yeah, give yeah. a lot of light on it either. It was like she showed up on set and was like, "Okay, Taraji, can you please help market it?" I don't even remember her seeing like being like in any of the advertisements for like you know press and everything. Yeah, it doesn't. It all, look, like, in the oh, trailer, it doesn't look like she has a big part in it either. She does. Was like you know she's the mom. So. Oh okay but, okay. But yeah, avoid this movie at all costs. I don't even think it was high on streaming, but it was it was a beauty of a No, I I almost clicked on it, but I didn't. I never. I almost and did. And I don't know can handle a starring. Movies? Yeah, because remember he did Vacation. Oh, that was oh god. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then. He, like he's done like other roles with starring, and I think he's the kind of actor like you can hire him for supporting. Like you know, he's good in The Office. He's great in The Hangover. Oh yeah. And otherwise, you need to cast him in like supporting roles because yeah, I don't, he can't he can't carry a movie. No, except for like I was thinking back. What else did he do? Oh, he was Captain. in Tag. He was in Tag, the comedy, too. Yeah, yeah. but he wasn't a main character. Yeah, yeah. The most, was mostly, he... mostly it was like Jeremy Renner and, and John yeah, Hammond. Yeah, he had a group of guys. It's like, you know... How yeah, a group of guys, yeah. He had a group of buddies. And then right. he's also like, his Ensemble, voice yeah. fits the uh, tone for Captain America. Not Captain America, Captain Underpants. Yeah. Just so, which is good, to- and I thought he was good in that role too. Like he fit the body of you know Captain Underpants, and otherwise, there's nothing else that like, you know, you can really cast him in. I don't think he has that. I, I don't mean to really criticize the man because I think he's a he sucks. He's, that's it. He, I don't. I, I'm not gonna say he sucks, but it's just he doesn't have the charisma. Maybe I should say to carry an entire right. film. But yeah, that's my number seven is Coffee and Kareem. So avoid that irritating movie. Number six is a film I kind of wanted to review because our friend uh, Flix Talk reviewed it and called it one of the worst movies of the year. And I wanted to review it because it was also on Hulu. And it was called A Nice Girl Like You, starring Lucy Hale. Had a dance. Don't you think he's a little bit out of my league? You're just afraid to get back on the horse. It's like riding a bike. Or maybe a pogo stick. And directed by know. Nick and Chris Rydell. And oh, Megan. Wow. I like another Lucy Hale, bad, too. Uh, another bad thing. comedy. Yeah. It's a cringeworthy comedy. Cringe. I mean, yeah, it really is pretty much like a cringe fest of just watching it. At times, and it all feels cliche, and it's like you know, it's like a sex movie comedy that's like, oh. you know, it tries to be edgy and woo. Oh my gosh, this is 
this is Nani. She goes into a, uh, you know, a sex therapist. Ooh, she goes to this type of thing. Ooh, and you know, uh, she Lucy Hale tries to be likable and charming. Like I, I, I like her like as like you know a host because I like watch her on the uh, Thursday Eve and stuff like that. Like she's a very likable person. But mm-hmm. the movies that she gets cast in are just totally wrong for her. <laughs> Fantasy Island, Truth or Dare. <laughs> it's just like I would like to see her career succeed. And this, she tries to like be much more adult because you know she's breaking away from all the Pretty Little Liar stuff, and she's older now with her career, so she could take on more mature roles. But this whole film is so dry and just a waste, waste of your time, and it's just all awkward. It's just like, you know, like when you kick a stone in the road, like, well, you kick a stone, it's like, you know, do something, you know, and it doesn't all feel, you know, it doesn't feel like, you know, great. It's like, you know, right. it tries to be as raunchy as like a Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's not. And it's, and it's also based on the best selling book called Pornonology. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, avoid this. This was also released. Oh, I never, on, oh, I never, oh, I never even heard of that. Um, that poor, you're you're right. Lucy Hale, she she does seem like she's a, like a cool girl because I like I follow her on Twitter and Instagram. I was like from the stuff she posts, I'm like you seem like a cool like person. Like I feel yeah, like she seems like it. Yeah. Nice. It's just your movies, just like yeah. You, fire your casting. Whoever you're doing the casting, or learn to say no. Don't be Ernie Hudson. Just say no. <laughs> the thing is too she's also casted in like tv shows that also get canceled really like, like which one years, Maybe she was like switch her talent like, agent or something something playing a girl who had cancer i believe i forgot what it was called but yeah, that sounds uh, familiar it, it was on the cw i think oh shocking yeah <laughs> and then the other and then Another funny thing, the other show that she starred on was also a CW show that was also canceled, which is Katie Keene. Oh, I think I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was called Life Sentence. Life Sentence was the series called, uh, that she starred on. Nah, yeah, and she has, she's got a, yeah. yeah and better, better, fire the, better fire the agent quick. Something, like, yeah. Jesus. You know what's the best bet for her right now? What's up? Probably going to Netflix and uh, trying that because, like, it seems like you go to she Netflix. Could do good on Netflix. I feel Netflix like if or she Hulu. Joins, I feel like if she joins like a series like you, or I think she would fit there. Or maybe see a series, yeah, like This Is Us. Like, I think she would fit perfectly there. But I think she. Yeah, I think like with yeah. thing with her, I think she wants to be in movies, and it's just like, okay, your movies you're picking aren't good. You need to go back to the basics because. Go to streaming movies. That's what a lot of the big actors are doing. You know, like Tom Hanks, he did um Greyhound and it made some money in his pocket. Actually, Greyhound was pretty good. So yeah, exactly. Like freaking you can just do just do the streaming stuff. And then once you get popped off, you can go back into like, you know, the theatrical roles because your theatrical movies, they are not working. Yeah. I I, yeah. I really want to like her in these movies, but it's just like I said. It's just the wrong projects for her. She kind of reminds, reminds me. I'm sorry. It reminds me of a young uh, Anne Hathaway for some reason. I don't know why. 
I could see that if you look at her. Wait, Anne Hathaway was bad in like her early movies. I think I think feel like I feel like most people might say that she Lucy Hale might be a little bit nicer than Anne Hathaway. Because remember, (laughs) they go around and say all nasty stuff about Anne Hathaway. Classic. There's drama. I'm sure both ladies are very, very, very nice young ladies. But Lucy Hale, we're all rooting for you here. We hope the best. Come on the All podcast. Right. We can talk about your struggles. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on the podcast. We love you. All right. Another Netflix film. Guys, at home, can you count how many Netflix films are on my list? I lost count. That too. Okay. Another one. Here it comes. The Fatal Affair starring Nina Long. Hi, I'm David. You guys want a tour? know you think you love him. I'm not giving up on myself. Can't you see? We were meant to be together. Everything he's done has all been to get to me. This is such a great song. Wannabe Lifetime movie. <laughs> so, sorry. Also, Amor Epps. Omar Epps. Omar Epps, it's yeah. Like this, all right, it's like an erotic stalker thriller. Oh, I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah. David and I actually talked about it on the podcast. I remember, I remember that It was so movie. predictable and just laughably funny. It was stupid. It was dumb. And... I was actually looking at it back last night in preparation for this, and somebody wrote an article okay. on like what was wrong or something like that with Fatal Affair, and I didn't notice it the first time. Well, not I should say only the first time, first and only time I'm, I watched it uh-huh. was Nina Long picked up the phone, and somebody pointed out the phone was upside down when she picked it up. Oh God! <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. I, I didn't even notice that. And I was going through the article still. And uh, do you remember the song uh, American Boy? Yeah, but I still. American Boy. Yeah, that song. The girl who sings that plays Nita Long's secretary, which I did es- not know. Wait, Estelle plays the secretary? Yep. And the oh, fa- face that like somebody took a picture of, it's just like, yep, I'm here. Uh, listen, Steven Universe checks aren't coming in anymore. So, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's boring. It's predictable. It's one of the things I was like thinking back at it. I was like, what happened in this movie again? Oh, yeah, they made out in a bathroom, really. And that was it. Like, oh, they didn't God. really have so much of an affair. They just like, you know, they just like had like, you know, like an intense bathroom scene. I think they danced. Like, I don't even remember like how the even affair just got even happened. I just remember, I just remember sitting, honest to God, I just remember sitting there and just staring at my, my screen. Like, what the heck? That was oh, me with you. Get me. Oh, oh, Omar Epps is the psychotic in this one, right? Yeah. Omar Epps is the psychotic. Okay. Oh, they did like a little, like, uh, usually the female is like, in, you know, like in, uh, Fatal attraction or something. Yeah. You know? 
So yeah. they have the the male play the okay the psycho okay. He channeled his inner Tupac from Juice. Yeah. It's like pretty much like what I said. If you watch any like psychopathic Lifetime movie, and where the boy the boy in it is like, oh, I can't be with the girl because she's married, or I can't be with her because you know she doesn't like me, man. And he goes all this psychotic rage and like I'll stop at nothing to be with you. You know it's yeah. bad. You know it's bad when Lifetime is like, yeah, we won't even have this movie. Not even BET will take the movie. That's pretty sad. <laughs> That's pretty sad. Like, I just realized that. Like, if you said this is a bad Lifetime movie, I'm like, not even, not only did Lifetime did not take it, but BET said, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, wow. I, I don't know if this was, like, on Netflix, like, like, decided to bring on this film and Nina Long brought this idea. Like, I, I don't know. But it's like a, want, like I said, it's a wannabe, like, lifetime movie and you know it's just not good even if you look at the poster it looks like made for lifetime so it was it was filmed and it needed a distributor basically right Max? something like that no, i i don't think so because i don't know who pitched the idea oh to, okay or, 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 netflix, or if it netflix. was a netflix original Oh, no, okay. so it's like try like I said, it tries to be lifetime, but uh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> I feel like Netflix just picked up the rights. Like I feel like maybe like uh who who does all those stupid uh com not comedies, those uh like dramatic rom movies like uh freaking obsessed, uh the du boy next door, like all those movies. Oh yeah. I feel like they did that and they I forgot their studio name. But like I feel like they did that. They said, "Okay, yeah, we're we're nah," and then they said, "Who wants it?" And Netflix said, "We'll take it." Yeah, because Netflix takes anything, anything for a, a click, and then we'll be good. So yeah, they want yeah. their content. It could be, in, yeah, doesn't care if it's good or bad. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the Netflix with the content Netflix releases, you have stuff like Fatal Affair, and then you look at stuff like Marriage Story and Pieces of a Woman and Devil All the Time, and then it's like we also have this low ranking. Yeah. So there's like this huge skew difference of like you know which one would you like to watch today? <laughs> you know, um, you yeah, want the, the better one, but then you yeah, sell the, the, for like the Oscar-winning stuff or the bottom of the barrel, the dumpster fire, or mediocre stuff that you know. Yeah, would like to that would like to be in theaters, but no, it wouldn't make zero money. Yeah, but, yeah this is a perfect perfect time to do it right now. You know. Oh, this was the perfect time. I don't even think. Thinking about it now, I don't think anybody else watched this movie. I was probably like one of the only people to I think so. Oh, gosh, you I, and I David. Heard, I, yeah, I haven't seen it. David, David yeah, watch it. David's pretty bold. He'll watch anything. Yeah, he watched John Henry, that brave man. Oh, oh, I, mean, oh he I watched. I'll watch anything either, depending on who's casted or how bad it looks. My number one, I'm excited to talk about. What was that? Your number six, yeah. or number five? That was my number five. Okay. So my number seven, my number seven, I don't know how many people, you, how many, if you guys even saw this, you guys may okay. remember it. Uh, anybody remember this film called Capone? The only thing that really matters is how a man treats his family. Tom yeah. Hardy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Capone. I do not watch. This is supposed to be Josh Trank's big comeback movie. His first movie in five years, you know? You know the last movie he did was? Let's remember it. It's fan four stick. Yeah, we're so this is yeah. this this was his big comeback role. And I remember in like 2017, he announced he was like, Hey, I'm gonna do a Al Capone uh movie with Tom Hardy. I was like, Oh, that's actually um 
that just sounds cool. I'm like, I think Josh Trank can redeem himself. I like Chronicle a lot. There were some good aspects of Fantastic Four, even though that movie was a pile of dog crap. And it was originally called Fonzo, and I remember it was going to be released in theaters. And I think as of like this year, like last year, they said, we're going to release it on streaming. I said, okay. So I got it, and I watched it, and I was very, very disappointed. <laughs> like, I remember reading the reviews of it, and they're like, I don't want to see Tom Hardy just crap his pants. Yeah, like, I heard about. Oh god! It's like it's like it. It's a different telling of Al Capone. It's after he got out of prison of Alcatraz and like his last years of life when he had like syphilis and dementia and everything. So like I feel like with that, that could be an interesting way to tell the story of one of the most infamous gangsters in America. But like it was badly done. Like I think Josh Trank himself edited this, and the way he edited. I think so. From what I remember, for. Uh, like an interview or something like that. I think he did edit it himself. God, it looks like a horror movie, the way Tom Hardy looked. <laughs> yeah, like, the way it's edited, it's supposed to put you in the mindset of what mindset of what Tom Hardy, like, is going through and everything, and, like, it just comes from, across as choppy, sloppy, and just badly, and then Tom Hardy, like, you know, he, he gives, like, he's definitely, like, becomes, like, the method actor, right. and it's like, this is the wrong thing to method act in, in this <laughs> It really is. Can I interrupt you for a quick second, Mac? He did uh, edit Capone. So, and this was actually the first time, the last movie he edited was for a TV documentary called Glickman. So uh, wow. he went back to uh, editing board. Well, he does. He does not need to edit. And I know that, like, it just. Oh my God! Like. Oh wait! I just realized. I'm looking at it now. He was. He was one of the agents in the film. He was Agent Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Star in this movie. Oh gosh! Like it's just—I know people thought it was inappropriate. To do, like I don't know. It's just like seeing Al Capone's mindset because I know from the what I read in history books, like Capone did go crazy in like his later years when he's right, dealing with right. syphilis. But like the way to portray it is like Tom Hardy has like flashbacks to like what he did in his younger years, and he kind of has like a mental breakdown at the end. When he has like a golden Tommy gun, he starts shooting people. I was like, "What am I watching?" Like, it's so it is it is edited and made like a horror movie. What is, you know what? It sounds like more like a Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> I wish Nicolas Cage. I wish it was because like you think the plot is okay. We're just gonna follow Al Capone as like he's slowly like losing his mind. But right. no, there's a subplot of like oh Capone he buried all this money and they're trying to find it and everything because and then the FBI think he's faking his illness to um escape jail time i guess yeah i saw one scene from it like he's yeah he's crapping on himself he's slobbering all over the place that looked disgusting it's just more it was bad it was really bad and i think as a result josh trank deleted his twitter and instagram (laughs) poor guy so I I know he's doing a TV series with Tom Hardy. It's like a CIA, but I don't know. I think his movie making days are done. It started going downhill with um, Fantastic Four. And actually, no, during the development, because Fox, Fox wanted him to do Chronicle 2, and he said no. And he just started – I don't know. The stories I've heard is like he's very hard to work with. Sounds like the way – Don't watch this movie. It's really yeah. bad. Ugh. But my number six – will be Fantasy Island. Speaking of Lucy Hale. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Let's have some fun. Oh, 
Oh, uh, there, there's our girl again. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Island is God. It's another Blumhouse disaster movie, like disaster. It's just like um, God. I'm trying to think. It's funny because the director, he, the dude who directed this, he did Truth or Dare too. Oh yeah. God. So like, I don't know why he managed to outdo himself because I think Fantasy Island is worse. At least Truth or Dare, I was able to laugh at and be able to watch yeah. it with pleasure. Fantasy Island was so boring and so like bad. The best part in this movie was Maggie Q, but like oh oh Maggie Q, I thought you said Maggie Sue. I was like who? Or Maggie Maggie Q, and like I don't know the 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 concept of like an island where you can live out your fantasy. That sounds so cool, but like the execution was bad. And I didn't watch the original TV series. Actually, no, I watched a couple episodes of it with my mom. Like after I came home from seeing it, I was like, hey, Fantasy Island was bad. She's like, you want to watch the TV show? Because on Pluto, I was like, okay, I watched it. I'm like this is entertaining. Yeah, the TV show is entertaining with the Ricardo Montalban and Per Villachez's tattoo, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but Michael Pena is like the um, main like overseer of the island. It was just I don't know. He's Michael Pena is a good actor. It's just sometimes his roles and like he could have just said no. Then when I saw the trailer, it it just goes like against everything with the T. Has nothing to do with the TV show, you know. That's so, what so when looking like it's like nah, this ain't that chief. God, did any of you guys see Fantasy Island? Because this is like one of the last movies that I watched, I think. In no, I haven't. No, no I still really want to watch it because, like I said, I like Lucy Hale. So, uh, and there's a twist. Oh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a twist. Yeah, don't spoil it for me because I do, yeah. despite it being bad, I still want to see it. <laughs> I think it's on stars. I think I got, I think I, I might be able, yeah, I think it's on stars. Yeah, it's on stars. Well, oh, I don't God. have stars, so I'll have to rent it. <laughs> So my number five will be Hubie Halloween. Oh, God, freaking um, my friend Carter, he was so sad because he loves Hubie Halloween. And I was like, dude, like, you got to turn off your movie. You got to turn off your brain. I'm like, listen, I turned my brain off with too many of these Adam Sandler movies. And like, I know the answer of like, what's the worst movie he made would be like, you know, Jack and Jill or something. But like, honestly, Hubie Halloween is like right up there with like it. And that and Pixels. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. what's even more infuriating about this movie is that he was in Uncut Gems a year ago before this movie. So what happened? Like, I get, dude, I get them. Like, do you want to wear cargo shorts that bad? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Like, bro, like you were in like arguably one of the best movies of 2019. I, it was my favorite movie of 2019. And like, we're like, yes, this is Adam Sandler's big comeback role. It's the first serious movie he's done since like Punch Drunk Love. It's like, I hope he does. He decides that like, hey, maybe these serious movies, I can actually start to get some respect and credibility. But it's the the worst part is that these Happy Madison movies, they make money. So like, yeah, people like them. He's going to keep making them. And Rob, didn't you say you had the opportunity to go see this in theaters or like early screening? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I I missed the. Um, yeah, somebody offered me a flyer too. Like, oh, you get across. Oh, okay. And I, I, yeah, I guess you know what. Uh, COVID hit, so we couldn't. They couldn't do it. Oh, you got yeah. spared. That's God telling you, do not see this. Yeah, because yeah, they had an early screening. Yeah, it was like right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the screening was. Uh, this came out. When did it come out on Netflix? October. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Um. They were gonna play it, uh, I think April or something like that. That's right. Oh, wow. And you know, from then, 
you know, you know, we're we're shut down completely here in California and everywhere else. And mm-hmm. I go, oh, I'll see, you know. And I just took the flower home and you know, just tossed it, you know. Oh God. <laughs> I, saw, I heard, I saw. The, I go, it sounded interesting. You be out. What the hell is this? You know. I go, nah, okay. I just then, then you know, COVID hit and all that. They had a website too. You can blog on and get your uh, screening ticket. But I never, I mean, did all that. So yeah, I'll just sign right there. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Rob. We're on the home. We're almost in the home stretch. What's your four? Right. Four through two. Well, number four. Boy, this had so much potential too. Spencer Confidential with Mark Wahlberg and oh, Duke. Yeah. Remember that? What do you say, Spence? Not much. How's it feel getting out? We have a little going away message for you. For me? Give him hell, Spencer. Yeah, I saw I it. I love Mark Wahlberg, so I, I didn't even watch it. And his so. and that's the same director has been directing him in uh, his other films, uh, Peter Berg, and mm-hmm. I, got, uh, I think they did Mile Twenty Two. Uh, that, no, that's another story right there. But <laughs> uh, it, you know, like uh, you know, Lone Survivor. His yeah. Other, his other films were are excellent, but I go maybe this. And it sounds okay with you know the from the trailer, but it, the trailer is very misleading. It's like a, oh really? It's like an action movie with no action. It's just pacing is just horrible. A lot of f bombs. I don't know what the, what the fascination of f bombs is going you know, to make you tougher or something. But it's like we're edgy and cool. We can yeah, say yeah. There's plenty of that. Just 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 like in um, Mild Twenty Two. You know, it's like oh god, it's like same kind of. That path. If you don't like that, you're probably not gonna like this film either. It just was was Mile Twenty Two bad. Was Mile Twenty Two bad? Yeah, it's pretty bad too. Bad. <laughs> I, oh, never no. saw, I didn't see it because I'm like, wasn't Ronda Rousey in that? Right. Promising at Tony Jaw are excellent. Well, now now he's in that classic uh, Monster Hunter. <laughs> oh, that's another actor. Uh, that has promised, but be careful. He's going down that path too with American, American films, you know. Oh no! Uh, good martial art, uh, very, very talented, but just oh no, 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 no. I, I'm sorry. It's equal, equal Wikis, I think uh, uh, he was. Uh, he was in the raid. I'm sorry. I, I got him confused. Oh no! He was in Mile Twenty Two. That's right. As the uh, as the prisoner. Why? Why'd you go from the raid to the yeah, he was, yeah, raid actor. That's right. The yeah. opportunity saw to work with Mark Wahlberg. But um, so you could go to like he should have went to John Wick. That's the, the only thing. He should. That would have been a good idea. Yeah, but going back to Spencer, uh, competent, good, uh, good cast, but terrible. And I, I, I like Winston Duke from especially from Black Panther and Us. And oh boy, it just. <laughs> It's just false advertising. That's in the trailer. The, it's actually it's a good trailer. Mm-hmm. Or not. And it has and it has uh, I believe Post Malone in the movie. See if you're Post Malone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw the news in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. He's like in prison. And he's like, oh my god, you and your face tattoos, get out of here. God. <laughs> just. I thought that's what the movie was about. I'm like, is Post Malone in a terrible part of the movie? I was like, oh no, he's just a cameo. His cameo, yeah. Then. Uh, He's out of prison and all that. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and 
It's just, it's just it terrible. Look, it did not look fun. No. What's your number three? Okay, this is uh, one I put higher on the list here than you guys. Uh, Hubie Halloween. <laughs> do we all do that a podcast on that together? Yes, yeah. we did. We mentioned Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Rob, what did you like about Phoebe Halloween? You're probably gonna say the same thing we're saying. Yeah, probably. Uh, I think the best thing was probably uh, probably Kevin James' character. It was kind of that was kind of funny as a cop right there. Yeah. That's kind of Adam. 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 <laughs> What's going on, man? I mean, if it, you know, he's gonna stop making these Happy Madison movies. He, Netflix, he, yeah. If Netflix like says okay, we're done, but they're probably too lucrative because I think. For uh, like a, about two weeks, that movie was like uh, in the top ten trending list in the uh, Netflix. God, Happy Madison yeah. is, is like a is like a Blumhouse for comedies now, huh? Honestly, especially like if on net, it's like a lot of them come out on Netflix because the theaters reject them. So Netflix makes more money and it can be cheaper because this movie looked cheap. It did. It, it did. Now he's gonna do the same thing, you, you know, like. I was thinking of something else to write about and bring his back his crew, but if it, I wouldn't mind if it was funny. That that's a that's a that's a ticket right there. You know, you, what ha- why can't he make funny movies anymore? That's the thing I'm confused about. But he sticks to he sticks to what works and what gets him money. Well, you can, like, he's got plenty of money now for the rest of his life. You can evolve your comedy. You can evolve, evolve your comedy because, like, his comedy. He would stick- have to like make movies. You know, he probably wants to. He can do stand up. Yeah, because he did. He went on a stand up tour, and he did a decent uh, stand up special on Netflix that did, I guess, I think, pretty well. You know what I liked him in was uh, Funny People too with Seth Rogen. That was kind of different, kind of yeah. something like that. And of course, you know, Uncut Gems, but. When he does stuff that's not in the norm, because I even like uh, Eight Crazy Nights, because even though that was like in this, it wasn't in the brand of comedy, because he still had, like, he flexed his vocal pipes, and he showed some emotion. Like, when he shows emotion in a role that's, like, not artificial and part of, like, the stupid comedy, it's better. But when he does, like, the same, like, 90 shtick, like, it's, it's just... It's not good at all. And the, I think what even makes me like a little more flabbergasted is that Cameron Boyce, he was going to be the like main star of this movie. So would it, this movie would have been better or would have been like just the same amount of like bad as Adam Sandler? I think so. I think it would have been be just bad. Adam probably controlled everything, the, you know, the writing, the yeah. The whole- I don't know, it just, yeah, he just got to do something a little bit different. I don't know what kind of like character. It sounds like something like, a combination from like Waterboy and some other character. I think someone said. I think someone said Waterboy and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> some, <laughs> yeah, they look like. Oh. And I, I, yeah, I love those. You know, those are great. You know. Yeah, and Wedding Singer. All the way. Oh yeah. yeah. What happens to that Amazon? We want that Amazon to back. You know, just. The nineties man. He's the same place where the early M Night Shyamalan is. No, we can yeah, we could name a whole bunch of like like kind of like Bruce Willis where he's at now and <laughs> where are they now? Where are they now? Uh Watch to... Mojo edition. Where are they now? Watch Mojo edition. No, the, don't the, give them any ideas. Or the the section the DVD section of Walmart for ten bucks oh. nine nine. Oh. Isn't that like that already though for though for Bruce Willis? 
unfortunately. It's yeah, it's pretty bad. He he like I always mentioned that on like uh on like uh Let's Talk Dave's podcast and this is a YouTube uh I brought it in comments and like uh what's that uh, um he the movie's gonna be next to uh, Bruce Willis's hard kill. <laughs> oh. oh no. He, he has another one. Good old Bruce, man, he keeps on pumping out. He has another one. Like it, it looks like a, a, a alien ripoff. I think I know what you're talking about. I, I forgot, forgot what it was. God, I, his face is on it, but he's probably in there for 10 minutes, probably. It looks like they use like conventional weapons against the alien. I don't know how, what, what good is that going to do, but. Sounds like a fifth element ripoff. Yeah, there, you know, it's, yeah, it looks pretty, it looks pretty bad. I saw the trailer. Pur- not purge. I forgot what it was, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's, what's not, it's bad. What's your, what's your number two? Number two. Okay. This, you know, there's this is a horror movie without the horror of the grudge. Yeah. Unfortunately, did not make my list because I forgot. I about didn't it. see it. I oh, saw it. That was I the first movie I saw in theater. Yeah, I saw it in the theater too. And oh boy, I remember. I I remember hardly anything of it. It's like putting me to sleep. And did you just, watch the no? Did yes. you watch the original ones? I haven't seen the actual Japanese ones. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe I should. I saw right. the you know the Sarah you know Michelle Geller one. You know those the two. Japanese. Uh, the the freaking the I've seen clips of the Japanese one. It looks aw- like awesome. And then the the one in the two thousands wasn't that bad. It was actually really scary. Yeah, you know what's strange about the remakes, the the ones from what? the two thousand. The 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 actual original Grudge direct, Japanese director directed the remake. Really? Yeah. That's the first time I've ever heard that. I never. I, that's what I thought was kind of strange. I go, why would? Uh, but you know, money. You need to bring <laughs> his name. John Cho was in this movie, and I was like, right. well, he that's a really good. good movie before that called Searching. So I was like, well, yeah, Search. I saw that. Awesome that's a good movie. That's an awesome movie. So um, I was. Well, the, the Grudge was. Kristen, you dodged the bullet by seeing the Grudge. I saw the Grudge, and another movie that like tr- trumped it for being on like this list because i was just like jesus this movie is like it had bad cgi too with the girl right too do i remember oh, her? yeah yeah it's pretty bad everything they just cast somebody to be the girl then they they, they did it in the 2000s so i don't know why they couldn't do it again they actually like i think the girl they had in the 2000s she's like a contortionist right yeah i think so yeah i don't know why they couldn't do that again they're like let's just make a cgi screw it let's make her look like the momo chick yeah, I, 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 you know what it remind me, you know what it remind, it reminds me of like the maze I, they had in um Universal uh Studios Horror Night, Halloween oh, yeah. Horror Nights a couple of years yeah. ago, that 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 was scarier that that was scarier than this movie. Oh wow! <laughs> when you said horror movie, I thought you were gonna say the Empty Man that came out last in October, uh, last year. Oh, I missed that one. I think everyone did.
Yeah, but yeah don't, 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 don't see the grudge. The grudge is very disappointing. Yeah. It was like, it's like the ring. Like, who asked for this movie? Yeah, I, I, I don't much. get it. it. It had a good cast, too. They all needed money. Yeah, that, that's a, this is definitely a cast around. It's like, a, why, why do it, you know, for namesake IP? And they yeah. got it. It's just like, <laughs> um, boy, you're, you're, it's just eating to, like, a, like a bread that's toasted without any butter or anything, jam on it. <laughs> Just toasted bread. Yeah, just toasted with no water. No All right, what's, so what's your number two? Or was that your number two? That was number two. All right, so is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. I think so, yeah. All right, guys. I don't know if you all saw this one either or knew about this movie. Uh, this was from executive producer Jason Blum. Here comes that Blum house. And Priyanka Chopra Jonas. What do I feel like I know oh. what this is? What do you think it is? If I can think of all the Blumhouse movies that come out, uh, it's not Fantasy Island because you said that, but actually I lost it. Screw it, say it. Amazon teamed up with Blumhouse to release Welcome to the Blumhouse, and one of the releases was called Evil Eye. I have to save her. This is madness. I pray that my daughter be spared. Ma, you need help. I'm trying to save your life, Baloo! See, I knew if you just met him in person, everything would be fine. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. No. I didn't see that either. Okay, let me tell you the plot. So, basically, a superstitious mother is convinced that her daughter's new boyfriend is a reincarnation of a man who tried to kill her 30 years ago. So, let that sink in. And it's based on an Audible original, and they adapted it for, you know, film. And it features, you know, an all-South Asian cast, but there's so much wrong with everything. From the bad performances, scripts, continuity like i remember watching this like they rely so much heavily on the script like you can tell like all the actors relied on the script that one there's this one guy where he says dude you're standing outside and like he's like standing in the middle of like the daylight and he's like oh it's nighttime it's middle of the day clearly something's wrong and it just jumps from all over the place in certain moments. It's really poorly executed. And I called this movie worse, than, just as bad as Artemis Fowl. So <laughs> um, it's flat. There's zero tension. And um, this mother is so superstitious in the film that she thinks her daughter's boyfriend is this psychotic killer that's Mm -hmm. after the mother and like so just what and it's obnoxious and i was like i just can't deal with this it's it was not good i don't know why they even made that greenlit that it's blumhouse so they'll blumhouse will do anything for a good scare you know, it sounds good on, on paper when, when it's, you know, Welcome to the Blumhouse, and it, it sounds great. I heard a lot of those films weren't that kind of, like, misleading, I think. Have you heard of Blumhouse team up with Amazon? Blumhouse team, but never mind. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, was that mom? 
<laughs> Mac, was that your mom? Well, okay. I was yeah. muted. What's my bad? I was. I was just standing there. I was like, I said, Mac, was that your mom? And I was just like, hello. I was digest. <laughs> I was just digesting the plot because that that sounds like a very. When you said Evil Eye, I'm thinking maybe it's Blumhouse trying to do a Oculus movie. And then <laughs> she said this plot, and I, I had to get up and literally – I muted my mic and got up and just, like, I did a pace of contemplating thought. It was it was something else, this movie. It, 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 it was something else. Like, it tries to explain, like, toxic relationships and trauma, but it doesn't do anything. This old man does, did it better. Pretty was much. That your, that your number four? That was my number four. What is your number three? It's a film – we had our watch along together. Well, not watch along, but you know, we watched this film together. But mm-hmm. it was called The Kissing Booth 2. <laughs> oh. No one needed. Something or someone changes and makes me question everything. Oh. Oh boy. Yep. <laughs> the adventures continue with our very own L, Joey King, and her boyfriend Noah, as they, you know, maintain a long distance relationship. I hate this uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really don't want to spend too much time talking about it because it's just so dumb. And, you know, it's a long movie of 12 hours of, not 12 hours. It felt like 12 hours. Two hours and 12 minutes. Oh, wow. Really? It's predictable. It's cliche, boring. And it's just awful characters. Bad script. Poor direction. Just everything around that makes a bad movie a bad movie. How about comparing that to the first one? Going first one's better by a long, like a large yeah, margin. The first oh, okay. one is better okay. by like a huge long shot. Even though the film, that film is ignored. Not good either, but it's better. Did but, it warn? Did it warn a sequel or in like continuation uh, the plot maybe or? Yep, it's like literally the minute we pick up, that's where you know film. Oh okay. Videos. And uh, it pretty much just shows, like I said, their relationship. Oh gosh, excuse me, I was trying not to yawn. Um, she was bored during the movie. That was her mood. Yeah, yeah. That was my entire mood. I was just like, well, too many storylines, too many characters. Like, remember they had that whole big scene where they had the Dance Dance Revolution? Uh, Yeah, I remember that. And then there's that whole thing involving cheating, trusting your partner, and then uh, sister, not sister, uh, brother is like, oh, I'm friends with Elle, but my girlfriend doesn't like Elle because Elle is so clingy to me and we're best friends. And You're maybe get Elle together. and I should date, and the girlfriend deserves better. All these characters deserve are better. obnoxious. The only yeah. one who deserves better is uh, Joel Courtney, that's his name, uh, deserves better for, you know, girlfriend deserves better. Everyone is unlikable in this movie. I don't like anyone. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I don't like anybody either. It's just, it's, um, it's, a, it's a hot mess. So, Wait, yeah. What's oh. your number two? Number two. All right. Well, we also reviewed on the podcast. I know what it is. Artemis Fowl! Oh, okay, never mind. Wait, wait, whoa, you said Artemis Fowl? 
Yep. An artifact from another world threatens mankind. Your mission is to steal it. You think I'm ready? Welcome to the family business. The next criminal mastermind. Disney's Artemis Fowl rated PG. I'll go ahead. I have a different one coming out with number one. I'm so excited to talk about number one. This okay. does not yeah. feel like a movie. It has no it had no direction, barely any story, no zero character development, and just another awful acting from you know this poor kid. I wish he was so t- better because his performance was so bland. Josh Gad, 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 love Mazzola. You know that. What the heck here? He's an oversized troll who you know mm. putting shoving dirt in his mouth and then he's like prepping it out. But and oh, I don't know what it was Kenneth Branagh? What happened here? It took you so long to put this film together and now here we are talking about this film poor cgi oh poor I, didn't know he, I didn't know kenneth Branagh, uh, direct he directed this yes, yeah he did. i didn't see oh. anything like with the, oh. the cgi <laughs> like now, now i'm kind of curious oh. now you okay max you yeah, yeah i'm just I'm, right. I'm allergic i'm allergic to this movie oh. bless you it's really bad it really is like and i remember season- that bad awful judy gench impression that she has like not impression that tone of voice she uses yeah she should not oh be doing any more acting she should be re- reti- happily retired not doing movies like this or cats but yeah God, this, like, this will be sucked was just bad well bad. you know i i looked i looked up on disney plus i haven't clicked on it but it is available in 4k yeah, it's even it's even worse than four. I think it would be worse for four K because it's like it's terribly like shot and it's like the CGI is terrible. Like when Josh Gad is like the troll and he like adjusts his mouth, that's terrible CGI. Boy. Yeah, it's it's not good at all. It's number one is has worse CGI in my number one pick. So uh, get on to your list, Mac. All right, so number four on my list is The Kissing Booth 2. So no, uh, my th- this movie sucks. I uh, I don't like, like I said before, I don't like any of the characters, especially Elle. She's like, she's very like the, it's setting up for her and her best friend to be like, we're going to get together in the sequel, but we got to tease it. And it's like, no one's likable. All the acting's wooden. And at least the first movie had, like, the kissing booth being a integral part of the story. This one's just, like Christian said, Dance Dance Revolution. That's, like, the big payoff. Because the kissing booth happens. Did it happen, like, later in this movie than it did in the first one, Christian? What was that? The, yeah. the, the, kiss, the actual kissing booth in the second movie, it happened a little bit later than it yeah, did Yeah, it first didn't movie. happen until, like, an hour and 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah, and this movie's way oh, too wow. long. It's way too long. But I do say it's funny because uh, since Joel, Courtney, and uh joy king were dating and then they broke up oh, and jacob labardi like, and him oh well you know she dated somebody that's how it <laughs> and like they broke they broke up and like they still had to do this movie together like you know advertise it i thought it was just so funny and there's a scene when they're doing a montage of them like in boston because that's where he's going for college and everything it's just i think they may have done that like they may have been them from like their instagram or something when they were dating i could be wrong though but it was just funny because I'm like, yeah, you got to act still. Like, yeah. And of course, oh, wow. 
We're getting a third one. Yeah, they filmed the sequel back to back. They pulled on. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, like they. John Wick. Uh, they did, yeah. Uh, freaking, I think as soon as the third movie came out, uh, the third movie, yeah. the second movie came out, I think there was another trailer. They, they released a video on the YouTube channel for Netflix. Like, I think a day after, <laughs> like Monday after saying, it was a clip of like, I think maybe from the third movie saying, hey, uh, I'm getting into college. Because the end of the second movie kind of hits it like, right. she wants to go to college, but she knows she wants to go to her boyfriend or be with her best friend. Needless to say, I'm excited for the third movie. Let's just say, let's hope it's the last one for good and it's done. Well, that's if Wattpad is still around. So, my number three is Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. You can talk to animals. Yes. What bird stuff can you do? Well, what bear stuff can you do? You win this round. Hello, Barry. Hello, lunch. That's gotta hurt. Doolittle. Oh, or no, is it just Doolittle? Oh, yeah, Doolittle. I put doctor. I'm writing. Wow, why did I put doctor? Here's the thing. You want to say Dr. Doolittle because of yeah. Eddie Murphy's Dr. Doolittle. And, yeah. you know, given the fact, uh, whatchamacallit, Robert Downey Jr., he does play a doctor in it. I just didn't see it, but am I yeah. right? He plays doctor in that? Yeah, he's, he's Doolittle. Yeah. So. You could, I haven't seen it either. You could, I think you, yeah, you can catch on HBO Max. I think. Yes, it is. It's that one there. And, like, I saw it in theaters, and I was just like, this is a bad post-MCU movie for you to do. I know you you said you don't want to be remembered for Iron Man. You want to do your own path. But, like, my God, dude, this is bad. This is really, really bad. There's it's, a lot. Of, and there was, like, a whole big cast for this film, too. Like, yeah, it's Emma a celebrity Thompson, John Cena's in it. Celine, my girl Selena Gomez is in it. Oh, and Tom, Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland, yeah. What happened? Uh, You know, it just, oh, my God. It was just, like. All it was was like, hey, we're going to use big names for this. And, you know, hey, kids, you like Robert Downey Jr.? Watch him dig out of a uh, – watch him get crapped on by a dragon because that was yeah. what happened. And everyone was like, what did I just watch? And, yep, that was a big payoff because the, the dragon had a tummy ache. I saw the trailer. Um, I didn't get the accent. Like, is, is it, it looks like you're doing Sherlock Holmes again or something. I think you tried to, and it didn't work. Is it the, Where's the Sherlock Holmes third movie? I want that. They're yeah. in production, apparently. I know. It's taking them such a long time. Why don't you do that instead of sticking Doolittle? But, like, yeah, this movie was really bad. And all uh, the animals were CGI, too, in that film, too. Yes. The, yeah, and the, the, this, this, movie, this movie wasn't cheap, either, was it? Big no, it was very expensive. Very I, don't think, I don't even think it made back its budget. So poor Robert. Oh. Poor Robert D. <laughs> well, he's not hurting money wise, but like no. you know, just his rep a little bit, you know. I mean, his body of work. Great actor. We know that. Just pick a better movie. Yeah. Just Remember when he was movie. in Shaggy Dog? We don't talk about that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't even. Rem- I don't even remember that you, when you mentioned. Oh yeah, that's right. Huh? <laughs> oh gosh. Then my number two, coincidentally, All right. Kristen is Artemis Fowl as well. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah, this is like one of the worst Disney Channel Disney Channel uh, book adaptation films I've ever watched. Um, I haven't even read the book, but I know this looks stupid. And like, 
the main actor for Daya Shaw. He needs to just this is his first major role or role of any kind. That was terrible for that to happen. There was no action. There's only like maybe two places: it's the house and like the fairy world. I like to call it fairy oh. world fairy godparents. And then it's just <laughs> they're setting, they're trying to set up for like a sequel, which is not going to happen. And it was just like it was very really bad. It was not good at all. And Colin Colin Farrell's in it too, right? He is the dad. And like I said, Judy Gents too, and Josh Gale. Wow, right. He plays oh, the dad. He he's in it for like guy like a couple seconds. Maybe like ten minutes. I don't like when they do that. It's just full. You know, going off the subject, that's what a problem I, I kind of have with the uh, Greyhound. You like, uh, I want to see more Elizabeth Shue, and she's only in there for like a few minutes. Um, what was I gonna say they had stuff in the trailer that was that not even in the trailer because the trailer yeah. came out like last. The trailer came Who out last it? year. No, but oh yeah, twenty nineteen, and it was gonna come out in theaters, but they got pushed back. And right. I, I realized in that trailer they were really pushing the visuals and um, freaking when the movie pushes the visuals, what I've learned is that that's when you know the movie's not going to be good. Yeah. And this, like, was a, this was a big budget flick too. Oh, huh? yes it was. I can tell you the budget of this film really quickly. Give me a quick Artemis file. And yes, it was directed by uh, Kenneth Branagh. It cost $125 million. <laughs> wow. Ouch. I, if it, it, it just wasn't good. Let's just forget that even happened. Actually, what's funny is that they added Colin Farrell was added to the cast as Artemis Fall uh, one the first during reshoots. He wasn't even originally in this movie when they first started production. Yeah. But let's. I think it's time we need to wrap this all up. So everyone, let's okay. do with the um number one. Rob, what's your number one? Okay, my number one. Uh, really, it looked really promising from the trailer for me, and when I rented it, saw it on streaming. Oh boy, we're gonna go with uh, the movie styling uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Bobby, Bobby, oh, so- Bobby Soto, the tax collector. Open your mouth. Okay. He'll splatter your brains out. I don't want that. I do. I want that. Co-star. Oh man. Lopez, directed by David Ayer himself. You know, I gotta appreciate like, uh, you know, Dave from Flick Talk was. We always talk about this movie on this on on our messaging. The locations they were filmed in actual locations in a way. I I appreciate that, but oh god, this movie is just everything about it. The the villain, the uh, protagonist, it's just antagonist. Everything just bad. It's the shit dumpster fire and stinks. That's how bad this movie was. I, God, it's just awful. Every, it's just, uh, it had, pro, it was pr- promising. I don't know what Chavos was trying to do. It would be a white guy, Latin, uh, Mexican actor, uh, part or, or what? This is really confusing. Is he trying to like, you know, he has, you know, he plays a, a guy named Creeper and he does, you know, you know, the, the, the lingo of, of a, of a, you know, of a Mexican gangster or gangster, but. Yeah, it it just it just sounds like so so yeah. uh, artificial and hey Holmes, I got your back, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, ask me this question, Rob. Does the chest tattoo come into play at any point? <laughs> oh God, yeah. I don't. Maybe 
I don't know what the chest, I don't know what the chest tattoo did. But... I remember he hyped it up and was like, "Yeah, I'm getting serious in this role. I'm gonna be a Dave Dayers the tax collector." There's only one scene, like I think he's in his apartment or something. He has like no shirt on, and it didn't really. I don't know what was. Yeah, I don't know if it was just like he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get it to help embody the character." Shows it once. Something like Jesus Christ that that he. You know who that should have gone to? You know who Dio Rossi is? Okay. Familiar. He was in um he was a shades in Luke Cage. He's also in Low Riders. Okay. I think I know. He should have been like that should have been, but I, I can't see Shia LaBeouf as this tough guy, especially playing a race. He's, he's not even a race that like he's playing. Yeah. Go watch him in Pieces of a Woman. He's better in that. It was just this was a draw all executed bad. Um uh david Ayer, that's another director too boy what's i don't know what's going on with these guys they play kind of like they're having some issues robert, robert well robert regas I, I haven't seen the uh the other movie he has on netflix but about the spy kids oh, oh we can be heroes yeah yeah universe we going on there that one eventually <laughs> yeah but oh, yeah. David Ayer, um, he showed a lot of promise, like uh, in early years, like like again, like early two thousands. I I think the last probably good movies he directed was probably either Fury or um, End of Watch. End of Watch. Uh, Sabotage wasn't that too bad. So good. The short the Schwarzenegger movie. The oh yeah, Sabotage wasn't bad. But after that, it's like twenty fifteen, and then then you got you know, of course we know what happened to Suicide Squad, but <laughs> oh. So tax collector is your number one. Yeah, number one. All right, don't watch tax collector. Uh, if you, but if you want to see Shia LaBeouf as a crazy man, just look on any news site nowadays. Pretty much. Or, or the, the I don't know who the actress is, the one that played the uh, like the the muscle for the opposing gangster named Conejo. <laughs> she she was uh, she was pretty hot, you know. She was pretty tough too at the same time. But that that's about it. <laughs> uh, that's the only good. Uh, actress, I don't know, but everybody and George Lopez, I don't know what the heck he was doing there too. Why is really, George... I don't know. He's miscast. He's he's one of the um uh you know one of the OG gangsters. You know, oh. uh, it, it was just it, that was just mis. I, I, I love George Lopez, but not in that role. She just had. She just had. Spoil- well, there's a spoiler there. Uh, I like that he gets his head decapitated. Oh my god! Well, you don't see it happen. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. George Lopez? Yeah, that was a good Holy scene. <laughs> yeah, find that clip. I kind of want to see that happen. I might have now. to watch this movie now. I just want to see because it's real quick. Does the Shia LaBeouf die in this movie? He's not even in the movie that long. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. That's but, not uh, surprising. Yeah. No. Yeah, but George Lopez gets it the worst. I think they open up a, a like a Coleman ice ice chest and his head's in there or something like that. And Bobby Soto, the he's the star of the movie. He has a, he has a lot to carry. In the movie, the poor man. The, I forgot. I forgot the actress's name that played his wife. It's like he. I thought he was a very weak character to take on the uh, the rival gangs of L.A. I mean, this guy was pretty weak to be a. Oh my God! You got this guy like ruling the, calling the shots of the family. And all? Oh man! It, it just. It was just all. It, it was just just awful. It, it just. Uh, David Ayer. I wish he gets back into that greedy. Uh, crime uh, drama movies again, like we saw in, uh, and, and, yeah, in, in the watch, and, and it was just good at, but not here though. I don't know what's going. On. Maybe I don't, I don't know what he has to do another genre or something. Or but uh, he he grew up in L.A. 
That's the thing. Maybe David Ayer should just write the wrong combo once, change things up. Ew, no. <laughs> Don't even say that. Don't ever say that in your life. That sounds disgusting. All right. Can I go? Because I'm yep, ready to right. hit it. Yep. All right. All, right. All right. Before I say the Drum name roll. of this title, I just want to let you know this title has a 2.9 out of 10 rating <laughs> on IMDb. I believe it's an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was trying to find the Metacritic score, but I don't know if I can pull that up at the moment. But this film stars Court Overstreet, Olivia Coco, Luke Wilson, John Lovitz, and this film is called The Swing of Things. Hi, Ricky! I knew you'd come around for some of that Ricky dick. Have you heard of this movie? No. I've never heard of that either. I'm going to tell you the plot. It's about a groomer. Who Wait, what? It's about a groomer. Like which, groomer which one? Court Overstreet from Glee. No. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, oh, oh. oh, hold on. It gets, it, gets, it gets better. He accidentally books. This is what I'm reading from the IMDb page. He accidentally books his destination wedding and honeymoon at a swingers resort in jamaica oh this is this is not even the plot what happens is he doesn't book the wedding there they end up at a swingers resort accidentally because the plane that his family and his soon-to-be wife are getting on there's a turbulence happening on the plane and it's bad weather so they have to stop in jamaica and they find this guy on the street that's like, hey, I work at this swanky hotel and it's like, you know, five stars, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, so they don't even realize it, like what they what are in their suites and everything. Like it all doesn't come together until the uh, Luke Wilson shows up and Olivia Coppola's freaking out saying, my wedding is going to be ruined, blah, blah, blah. This script has five writers on it. Dang. Oh, wow. There are so many directions going wrong with this. They took literally, I get, I probably kid you not, one or two looks over at the script and they thought, well, we can work with this because we have John Lovitz, Luke Wilson, Cole Street, and Olivia Coppo, former Miss America, Miss Universe, and also former lady who dated Nick Jonas. So, <laughs> and there's all these scenes that happen for no reason that don't relate to the story. There's a whole bunch of really bad editing techniques, poor ADR, poor CGI dolphins. They have oh, to CGI dolphins. And there's so much sex jokes. I was appalled watching this, like how bad it was. Like, it's not. And it's geared towards younger okay. audiences, but there's a sex scene that like happens mm-hmm. with like uh, where like the couple's parents they go to see like a sex therapist, and there's this whole thing what? that happens, and it's disgusting. There was a time this took me two days to watch because. <laughs> I- so annoyed because 
there's this, it takes 20 minutes to get to where we need to be in the movie because it has to introduce our characters for no apparent reason. Right. For, for no, like, to show them what who they are and how they meet. 20, a whole 20 minutes. It's obnoxious. And um, there's this one line, I can't say it on here because I... We, we, I could get a flag, Mac, and I don't want to do that. You're a good Christian woman. You can't say that. No, and I said to myself, I paused it, and I said, I don't know how to come back from that. (laughs) I said, do I finish this movie? And at that point, Luke Wilson didn't even show up yet, and I was like, all right, I want to say this for Luke Wilson. I want to know why he's in this. I have no idea why he was casted in this. I want to know whose idea was this. I don't know if this is like a friend of his or he's friends with the director because the director is also an artist. He's Mm -hmm. actually a really talented artist. I saw some of his work on Instagram. I looked it up last night and I was like, okay, he's really talented. What happened here? This is like... It sure sounds like a mess of a movie. Yeah. So so awful it's it's atrocious like i would be like for me if i were to like you know hand this to somebody and say yeah this is a finished film i would look at the person and say are you kidding me go back Uh to the drawing board i kid you not it's awful (laughs) and um i watched so many reviews on it because like nobody was really talking about it and somebody was real was really nice and gave it like a four five point four and I was like this is like a negative F if I can do that or if I can give that to somebody. And sounds like this movie went straight to streaming, had no theatrical it window. It went probably. straight to digital and DVD. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I never, and then I finished the movie like during Christmas break and I was just like, well, I don't want this sitting in my watch history, so we might as well finish it. And I just sat there and the song Hello Darkness, My Old Friend started to <laughs> my head. And you know the Ben Affleck meme of, you know, yeah. Yep. That's what was going right through my head. And I was just like shaking my head. I was just like, whose idea was this? I I, I I'm just like baffled by it. Like you had war flashbacks watching this. This was sort of like it. Interesting take, but I will. Once we're off air, I will tell you the line that uh, <laughs> what the one character says that oh, lets wow. you turn oh. off the movie and then later to go back and finish watching it. Okay. I didn't review this film yet. It'll be on my Instagram soon, guys. But probably by the time this is posted, it will be up there. So I, I'm getting all my emotions out now because I was just so annoyed. Right. Like, Need to cry. Go ahead and cry. I just was like, I think I I mentally cried. Oh my god! I'll I'll tell you after. So Mac, before I, well maybe I maybe I should start crying now. Before I do start crying, (laughs) top your list. All right. To end this episode off, my number one is I have a personal granddaddy about guess this director. Like this dude is starting to make a niche for himself for making these trashy exploitation real crimes movie films. Can you guess I who I'm talking what about? I know what this is. Rob, do you have any idea? Oh, no, I don't. My number one is the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. Do you think he loved you? 
I think he only saw me as something he could control. And that's not love, is it? Yeah! Oh, wow. It is absolutely trash. It's garbage. It's trashy. I don't know why this is made. He's made two of these movies. The Haunting of Sharon Tate was 2019. He's a two-time champion of number one worst movies of the year on my list. I think he might be going for three if he does ever does another one of these movies. He probably will because he keeps seeing funding. I think Mina Savari is Nicole Brown. And, like, the way they present this movie, because Sharon Tate, that movie, it was like, oh, she's psychic. She can see the people... The Manson family and the killer and everything. It's like ghosts and stuff. Right, right. I heard about that one. I yeah, and about this. This one, it's like they kind of allude to she had it coming with Cole Brown. I was like, wow, okay. And like, you know, the theory of the cross country killer with the whole that. Like they, 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 he alludes to that too. That's who killed Nicole and Ron, not OJ. OJ oh, just wow. happened to be a red herring. And like they're trying to say, oh, she slept with the cross country road killer, so she brought it on herself. I'm like, wow, you're 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 a piece of crap for even assuming that. Like thinking, like putting that in the screen, and it's just like it was terribly acted. And this everything in this film felt amateur, like esque and everything. It's just it's really bad. Like if you want more detail, then just go into the you know. My Instagram is really terrible. It's so bad. Yeah, is it the subject's been done before? I think on FX too, right? What was the the trial? Well, just oh, okay, okay. This is the this is Nicole Brown's like murder story, but it's so so. If you want to watch it on Amazon Prime, I it's and like real quick, the way they show her dying, him and her and Ron, it was so brutal and like so like unnecessarily violent and evil and like vile i'm just like mac we should exchange movies we should both watch our both of our number ones because i still haven't seen it yet and uh you're not the only person who made this our number one uh i watched austin burke's video for the uh reviews like of his top 10 movies yeah and uh yeah he uh made that his number one it's so bad like oh my god it's it's terrible i can't even ugh. But um, right. that's that's, that's gonna do it. it. We finally right. did these lists. Like, man, if you uh, freaking God, thank God. Uh, we always save the worst for last because. You know, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's a bad. Thank you, Rob, for coming on. That was a rough thanks. year for 2020, but thank you for surviving it with us. So thank oh, you, Rob. Okay. We will oh, have you back you on to talk more Blu-rays and DVDs soon. So, yep. so guys, you got it. Next episode, we're gonna have a very special guest, actually. So yes, we actually that. have a huge guest, and yeah. I mean huge, like a good amount of following, with the help of one and only. Oh yeah. Like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get not PewDiePie. I will say that, but but, but we'll, you'll you'll see who we have on. Be on the lookout on uh, Max's Instagram and my Instagram. You'll yep. be seeing that his 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 face very soon. Yep, so before, uh, leave your comments below which movie you thought was the worst of 2020 or what movies you think we missed out or what movies do you disagree that's on this list and are we hypocrites? So anyway, until next time, I've been Mac, this has been Christian, this has been Rob, and we will see you all on the next episode. Peace. Bye. All right, bye now.